Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Hello, everyone. Welcome to How Did We Get Here? The podcast that never takes a single break ever on this road trip audio. Right, Zach? We never take a break to do anything. Nope. Hold it. You're making this podcast all the time. You better hold it in. Mm-hmm. Every time we t- we we hold it and we pee in the, in the Otherwise, car, we'll Gatorade and we pee in the Gatorade. Turn this car around. And I don't want to do that. Nope. nope. We're going to nope. stay on this road and never take a break at all. And thank you for joining us today. We're back. Yeah. Woo. Imagine that. Look at us. Back <laughs> from not taking a break. So. Yeah. Uh, today, I, you know what it is? We fell oh. asleep in the car. We took a nap. as We were sleeping. Yeah, we, took we got in an accident. Okay, is what well, we're talking little, about. Okay, yeah, all right. That's a different term, but sure. And so now if you've been um, teasing us on the internet for not uploading, uh, I bet you feel bad now, huh? Yeah, dummy. You thought we weren't going to upload. How Very silly insensitive. Take that. So uh, I want to bring this road trip together to talk about the cosmic justice of Mario Party, which... I feel like this is a, a topic everybody from every corner of the world can at least comment on. I think from, everybody has felt it in yeah. some regard. So I, I I found out a few months ago, actually a long time ago, because this has been on the topic thing forever. Uh, apparently in the first Mario Party, your roles are predetermined before the game even starts. I don't know how they figured that out or what mm-hmm. math they did, but it's like as soon as you hit start game, there's just like a spreadsheet that spits out all the roles. So it'll be like six, four, one, nine, eight. And it just goes down the line, which I think is kind of harrowing in a way. I mean, these yeah. characters have no free will. The the hitting but the dice means nothing. adds you know? to the element of gambling where it's like you can't change the cards you're dealt, but you can change how you play them, you know? Oh, well, if you know what they are. I think it's like not knowing what role you're going to get. Because I, I don't know about you. I feel like in the later games, they're kind of fucking with me. Like, in the later games, if they really want to get somebody on a green space to change the whole tide of the game, they will. Somehow they know. I think... So, I did a lot of, of research with Mario Party. I, I do know for a fact that, like, CPU dice rolls are predetermined. Um, okay. Because... So, this is how dice work in Mario Party. Uh, not talking about the first two, because, like, the first two was just, like, a coding nightmare. But I am no... And, like, let's say four on, after they kind of, like, okay, this is what Mario Party is. We now know how to bastardize it. So, in four and onwards, they 
drop like a seed of numbers where it's like, imagine pi, right? It's it's just a chain that. of numbers like pi that's repeating. And you just press A somewhere in there and then that's the number you get. And, but here's the thing, since CPU always press A immediately when the turn starts yeah. and the seed is determined like in between the fade to black from the mini game to the board. So uh, no matter how many times you save state uh, before a CPU rolls, they're always going to hit the exact same number. But in those games, ah. you can um, manipulate a little bit if you can like save state before that fade to black. That's bizarre. Yeah. That. Oh my God. Okay. I didn't even realize it was that intricate. <laughs> yeah. So that's the the science of I mean, of course, like you can see the numbers visually if you slow it down on the dice block when it's it rotating. Doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. It's not anything that you, a human, can register and then play around. I think it's kind of, I don't know. There's something about Mario Party that is fascinating to me uh, in, a, in a couple different ways. Obviously, there's this whole like, you could you could have a whole conversation about playing the cards that you're dealt, whatever the the uh, the illusion of free will. But I think the bigger thing is like, how come nobody else has made a good party game? <laughs> that why is Nintendo the, the only people it? that can do it? Isn't that crazy, dude? Like, yeah. nobody came out with a a good board game kind of deal. It's crazy. I mean, we can talk about that same conversation for Smash. For I mean, it's harder now, That's but true. like for the That's longest true. time. But I think Smash is so much more intricate than Mario Party. Yeah, Smash has so many more moving parts and pieces. Mario Party is like. The games themselves are kind of... I think it's just good theming. Because, like, yeah. the game itself is, like, draw a circle. But the circle is a bob-omb. And, like, the the map looks like it's, uh, you know, you're digging out with a jackhammer. Like, I think the theming adds to a lot of it. But I think Pummel Party got close. Have you ever played that game? I saw it, but I didn't actually play it. It's, it's like... It's, uh, it's just kind of like an alternative, right? It's not really sure. great. But it has some interesting mechanics. It's like the items you use are weapons to hurt other players on the overworld, like the map. Okay. And I think that's a cool gimmick. And if they die, they go back to start. So, like, that's a whole other element of the game. Uh-huh. Uh, I like it when people throw some some spice on an existing format. But I think it's just, like, the whole game visually just kind of reeks of, like, ah... Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, sometimes I get a vibe from a game when I look at it. I'm like, this looks like an Xbox 360 online game. And like, I haven't, I haven't seen Pummel Party, but like, no, you're right. I, you're okay, yeah, I was, right. <laughs> I have, so I, I know that feeling that I get Dude, sometimes when I look Xbox at a, at a 360 game. 360 arcade. Yeah, like the the um the online thing. That they no, had. no, I'm with you. That shit was yeah. crazy. Yeah, that it was wild. That was like where every indie game dev could just like put whatever they wanted up on the shop. Yeah, so until was, Xbox it changed it. They, because I know that happened with Spelunky, because on the Xbox 360 Live Arcade, it's still the vanilla patch of Spelunky because they were like, yeah, thanks for uploading your game. It's going to cost you 25000 to update it. And then they go, what? Yeah, it was something like that. I might be making up numbers, but it was like, it was a high it was, amount. It was a high amount. And this indie dev goes, nope. Not updating my game. <laughs> so the vanilla patch is still live on Xbox 360. That's crazy. I had no... Yeah, I. that's the right option to do. Then you'd just be like, if you want the real game, get a PC. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> or PlayStation at that point. 
Yeah, dude, that's crazy. I knew that the uh, the uploading process on Xbox, like I had a few friends that tried to upload some games and it was a nightmare, but like I didn't realize it was like that. That's wild. Yeah, I'm looking at the game now. This looks... Uh, Pummel Party? Yeah, this is very... I it don't know. I always plays I, up to eight people, which is nice, you know, like stuff yeah, like that's, that's always nice. And and I love it. Like you said, I love it when games have like neat new ideas. It sucks that like you can have the coolest, most interesting idea for like a like an iteration of a known mm-hmm. format, but if it doesn't look nice, people yeah. just kind of throw it Dude, away. I myself included. Like Slap City, though. Like that was I. Yes. I genuinely do think Slap City is one of my favorite platform fighters, just mechanically and how it feels. Yeah, and it just got it's sin to look at. <laughs> Everything is just very uh I don't know how to put it vibrant blocky yeah, it, it feels like if they le- leaned into like the clay element more they could have mm, gotten sure. a pass but it just feels very like Baldi's basics kind of yeah <laughs> visuals. yeah 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 like early 2000s like crowdsourced it, like everybody could be animators at that point yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a little gross. I, I remember when uh, Slap City came out, I have a grudge against that game because oh. Icons was out at that time. Oh, and, uh, yeah. You know me. You know I'm an Icons yeah, guy. Yeah, Mr. Icon. I'm Mr. Icons. Got uh, third place at SmashCon, the one live tournament. Um, I loved Icons, and everybody was like, Smash City or Slap City is so much better. I was like, no, it's not. It's just a meme. You're just like the big buff fish guy. Yeah, Play my game. The big buff fish guy was awesome. He was, was awesome. Jigglypuff Ganondorf. How do you not like that? Honestly, I did like it. I just, I was mad that nobody was playing my game. A closeted Slap City fan. I literally was. I was like, can somebody please play Icons over here? Yeah, it looks like shit, but it's fun. Dude, please. I I remember I streamed Icons once. And I I played a little bit with friends here and there. But the worst part about streaming it was the same thing that happens in every platform fighter community. Is that I play it. And then I have top players who are just hopping in the lobby dude. and kicking my ass and be like, yeah, I'm a top player. So, you know, like, it's fun. You do, you do pretty well. I hate that so much. Yep. It, it happens with the multiverses now, too. It's the mm. it's the GG's that was me, guys. It's, oh, yeah. GG's that was me is brutal. It's all over the place. I actually, uh, I, I wonder, because, like, I think about this a lot. Do you think that actively, like, hurts their community, yes. or do you think people don't care? You do? Because I, I feel do. like it does, but I feel like it's an emotional response. Like, it, I don't know if it actually affects anything, but it does feel to me like everybody trying so hard, like desperately to clutch at the spotlight to be the best X in the first week I makes think it so they like should just do everybody like the, tries. The Valorant streamer mode thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, where you could just be the character, not the. Player. Yeah, I mean, it yeah. just, or it could just change your name to one of their preset, like, you know, Shaggy says 34. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that. <laughs> and I think just making it a random username just increases. Uh, I mean, I guess like, you know, are we really complaining about us? Like the very, like the c- top creators of the stream presence who are playing multiverses is like the 1% of the community, of course. It does feel like a first world problem. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but... It's it's like it's not a huge thing, but I definitely think more people would like playing if they were pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks. Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. 
Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Anonymous? Yeah, I agree. And I mean, I, I can speak from my own testimony and I feel like they've catered to creators a little bit because like that's a, where you get a lot of promotion for your game in the year of our lore 2022. Right. And I I would just like it. I mean, of course, you're just still going to run into people who are watching your stream and then queuing up, see you, queue up with them and they're like, that's oh, so GG's, rare, that though. was me. Yeah, yeah. Like that's way more rare because, you know, I remember uh, one time I was playing Elite Smash, ran into a puff named Hungrybox and I did beat him. <laughs> and then I go to his stream and I was like, oh shit, that was Hungry Box. And I, I definitely hit him with the GG's that was me. Oh, of course you have to at that yeah. point. Yeah, I, if, mean, I if did it's, it. If it's another content creator, I'm okay with it. If it's yeah. just like a random person, I hate it. I don't know why. I, I think we are a different class of human being, I think, than all of you people down there listening. Um, you know, we're up here on Olympus and I want these guys to say hi to me, not you. So... I just, I feel like uh, I was watching TK once. TK had front page for Rocket League. And I don't remember what the context was. But he was playing Rocket League because he was learning the game. And he was on front page on Twitch. So he had a ton of viewers. Uh-oh. And, yeah, it was bad. Because every single chat message was just like somebody like, hey, lobbies, lobbies, can I show you something? I'm going to show you how to do this. Lobbies, lobbies. And he's like, no, no thanks. People are getting into his game and like, you know, typing after every goal. Um, I had a similar experience when I was streaming. I did a sponsored thing for Roller Champions. Have you seen that yeah. game? Uh, yeah. I saw you played, actually. Oh, speaking yeah. of champion, though, I just want to talk about a Trombone Champion. Dude, it's fire. Yeah. It's so good. I was trying to show it to a friend, looked it up on YouTube, and I accidentally found a video of someone being good at the game, and that is like, it just wasn't funny. No. Yeah, if somebody's good at the game, it just looks like a recital. Like, there's no joke there. No, it's, it's just, just Guitar Hero. <laughs> but I can't believe so many people are bad at the game. Like, it's a game predicated on everybody being bad. And mm -hmm. I, I would think that... Well, I don't even know. When I would you're think correct, would it doesn't like... sound right. Um, yeah. All of you who don't know, Trombone Champions, imagine kind of like a mouse click, Guitar Hero type game with a trombone and like, you just have like a slider for the pitch and it sounds funny. You can imagine what a trombone sounds when it's not correct. That's literally all it is. Mm -hmm. The the sound is silly when it comes out and wrong. But and we laugh. It's the, it, We really do. And I feel like a 10-year-old whenever I play it. I'm like, I, I, I'm a grown man giggling at this. Yeah, but when I you laugh so on stupid. the 37th one, that's when it really starts to sink in. It's magic. Like the fact that it's still good. Um... And yeah, so I played it when they were in like the beta or whatever it was. There was like an early, uh, early thing, and there were like five songs. So I was like, "Damn, how could this get harder?" And it got way harder. <laughs> Some of these new songs are insane. <laughs> I highly recommend it. Check out Trombone Champ, please. It, I thought it, it's just kind of like Osu, right? Like, yeah, not like yeah. in terms of where you're clicking, but you know, kind of that similar, similar vibe. energy. I see it. Yeah. Uh, but to go back to like the the source of today, I want to talk about the the cosmic justice of Mario Party because this was all about bonus stars, right? Like that's right. when we wrote yeah. that. But I did a new challenge yesterday because I've been I've been really into I've been on my stream kick lately, and sure. 
I Your stream era. Yeah. My stream era. I wanted to do like a Mario Party challenge. And then it's just like, what can I do on my own? Because, you know, it's pretty anything that you can do with friends. It's just like, that's different energy. I was like, yeah, what definitely. can I make hard here? So I wanted to play against the master level CPU. And I wanted to lean into like, you know, the age old meme of Luigi wins by doing nothing. Um, I'm playing Luigi and I cannot play in the mini games. I can only control him on the board. Okay. And I thought this was going to be a cakewalk, but holy shit, this is a, a difficult challenge. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, if you're not winning any of the games, sure. You win some, which is crazy. Wait, you do? Yeah. I mean, sometimes what games you, did you win? Uh, you can get carried in a lot of the 1v3 mini games. Uh, ah, sure, unlikely okay. you get carried in 2v2, but uh, every now and then you'll run into like a free-for-all minigame and you'll get like second or third and that's a few coins. Like that matters. Sure. And I think like the one that I consistently won, it was Trapeze Artist. You know when like all four people have like those cages and they have to drop them on the Goombas and whoever gets the ah, most? Right. I kept winning that one because at 10 seconds it just drops on its own. <laughs> That's wild. Okay, but, so how did you... Did, I mean, you didn't get first. No, I did seven attempts of it last night. Not all of them were completed games. I think about... I think four of them were completed games. Did you just drop out if there was no shot? Yeah, it was kind of like, uh, you know, let's say turn three Mario lands on like a hidden block star. You know, it's just like, sure, okay, sure, I'm sure. just going to reset. Um I tried other boards, and if I just felt like the board wasn't working at like turn five or six, I was like, yeah, I'll reset. Got you. Yeah, I, but, this feels like one of those ideas that like, I don't know about you, I have a, a lot of ideas that come up with, in my head for content, and it's like, it sounds like a great idea on paper, mm -hmm. but I don't want to attempt it because like, I feel like I would be stuck there. It's like, I'm on turn 11, I'm in fourth place with 20 coins, and like, there's no shot. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like... But it's, if you were able to, like, cut it off at a certain point, that makes more sense. Yeah, I liked it. I think it was a fun challenge, and I'm definitely eager to do it again because there are multiple runs where it was like, ooh, if this one thing went different, I could have won. Like, I think in the last good run I had, if bonus stars, they were set to random, if they went a little differently, I would have won. Oh, damn, okay. Yeah, so for the last attempt, I just turned bonus stars off, which makes uh, it harder. I No, it probably, I you know, who's to say, right? Like, if I get if I could guarantee that I get two bonus stars every single time, then it it helps. But I kept getting cucked by bonus stars, so just I just stopped playing with them. Yeah, because like the that's the only things you can really control there, like happening stars. Kind of. Wait, are you you said you're able to move on the board? Can you use items? Yeah, yeah, I can do everything on the board. I'm a fully sure, functional sure, sure. player on the board. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then then actually that does sound doable. Now it's that you say it like that, uh, doable. It definitely is. What. And it, now it's funny when you win mini games, you know. <laughs> um, uh, sometimes I'll have like the two v two or one v three coin mini games, and then I always go home with something. So that's sure, really sure, nice. Sure. Um, but I think like the most evil part of it is that it's a game that constantly gives you hope, and then sure, it's weird because you don't want to start in the lead because then everyone's going to pick on you and it's much harder for you to recover than everybody else. And, but then you don't want to get too in last place where you're just out of it because I, I tried both approaches. I try to lay low until like the last five turns and strike and, and it's just hard. 
Because, like, of course, there's the, oh, just land on chance time on turn 20, which I understand that's always a play, but I feel like that kind of takes away from the impressiveness of the challenge. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, I I think if you are very good at chance time and you know that that'll work, that's just solved at that point. Yeah, it's definitely easy. If you can guarantee that you can flip stars and coins, then it's just kind of a luck if you hit yourself or not, which is pretty good odds, all things considered. But I like the challenge because it's essentially playing the board of Mario Party with limited econ. Yeah, it's a fasting challenge. Yeah. You just you have to find a way to make your money count rather than like buy the golden pipe every time. Yeah, that's what it feels like, which I do think it's an interesting challenge. And I really do like it. And I'm very eager to do more. But uh, attempt number eight, you know, that might be me. Yep, yep, yep. I still want to do 1v1 Mario Party. We talked about it on the thing before. But like the idea where uh, two players both get two Joy-Cons. So it's like oh, yeah. 2v2, but they, they're each... I think that's such a neat idea. Mario Party feels so unexplored. Yeah, you know we what could I mean? do that. We could do we that. Absolutely. That'd be fun hey, as hell. Hey, I'm just saying, if you want... Okay, wait, wait, wait. Hear me out. You and I could do this insane uh, play. We could do a 2v2 Mario Party, but yep. I control one character, you control one character, and then our chats control another. <laughs> just do I like Twitch plays. I forgot about that. Yeah, we could do that. Oh, shout out to Doug Doug. Thank Shout you. out to Doug I Doug. forgot about that. Yeah, he gave us the scripts for that. That's a good idea. Oh, man. All right. I'm writing that one down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then if we do like the an older Mario Party, like we can actually have doubles on. Yeah, exactly. The five, right? Five is the one with doubles? Uh, four? four, five, six, seven, eight. I'm pretty sure. What? Yeah. I didn't know it went that high up. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, maybe... Actually, I think eight. I'm not sure. I think eight, yeah. I don't I don't remember if eight did. Eight was the Wii one, right? Yeah. With the Mario jacking Dude, off. Eight one. has yeah, like some of the best of. boards in all of Mario Party. I stand by it. That game's phenomenal. It's just cursed with like new age motion control mini games. Yeah. Whenever I think of Mario Party Eight, I think of that the jacking off minigame. It's literally yeah, and I, I wanted to make it clear what I was talking I I wanted we to know. come back to that in case people are listening. They're like, what the fuck is Cody talking about? There's a mini game in that game. Look you up, have to uh, shake up the pop can. Yeah, exactly. You shake up like a can of soda. And uh there's if you go to how to play, uh you will be shocked at what you find there. Super Mario uh will show you his technique. It's pretty bad. Um but yeah, it's I I loved the uh, the beach one. That's just like a straight line, or the yeah. the train. Like it had some good maps. It did. Uh, I think eight was really good. I liked it a lot. It had really slow menuing, and the mini games were mid. But what no one talks about was Mario Kart Nine was also on the Wii. It was the car one, but that has some of the best mini games in all of Mario Party. Yes. Like, no one wants to have that conversation because they want to talk about how bad the car is, but Nine had phenomenal minigames. 
I only played it once, but I remember thinking that. I was like, damn, this is better than yeah. I thought it would be. Because everybody it? just dumped on it. Yeah. Also, uh, I was streaming last night and I made so much money. And I want to tell you how. <laughs> okay. I tried something new out. Um, I put a toggle on sub-only mode and all it takes is 10 gifted subs. Oh, wow. Okay. So people are are subbing to free or lock up. Correct. The chat. And it costs $50. Well, now 40 actually, for September. Yeah, September, you know. Ah, okay. That's fun. Okay. How much did you... Well, I guess you can't tell me. <laughs> I can tell I don't know you. If of you course want. I can. Yeah. How much did you make? How much did uh, you make? Let me, let me check real quick. Um, I made $1,200. Oh, my God. No, wait. From gifted subs exclusively, 979. Dude, people are that eager to shut the chat up? It was really funny, to be fair. <laughs> What's so funny was I didn't even come up with that bit. It was one of my mods who did it. And then... Oh, my God. Yeah. So uh, if you're looking for a new bit that's really funny, uh, that's what you got to do. Honestly, I kind of want to do it on one gifted sub. But like for emote only. <laughs> oh, that's good. And it just oh. becomes like that forever. Yeah. You should have a rotation. Every gifted sub goes from free chat, sub chat, emote chat. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just cycle through every mm -hmm. single possible iteration. That sounds fun. I, I feel like it wouldn't work though for a certain level of streamer. Like people are just going to leave. They're going to be like, this sucks. <laughs> I mean, you say that, but like I don't really have like the, the following on Twitch that I have on YouTube, like right. all things considered, we have very similar streams. Sure. Yeah, I was watching last night because I was uh, doing a sponsored Rumbleverse stream mad late. I was like, he's still up? This was at okay. like 1 a.m. midnight, I think. So it's not that late for you, but... Yeah, I did stay up and I'm actually exhausted now because I had to wake up at 9 a.m. for this podcast. And oh, so I had... Thanks the, for joining us, by the way. The worst thing, of course. Wouldn't miss it for the world. Um... <laughs> I just had a very defeating run. It's like everyone was like, this is the run. Everything was lining up. And yeah. then somehow, because of bonus stars, I got fourth place. Like, oh, dude. Yeah. It was like if Wario rolled like two lower in the last turn, I won, you know, but um, it was, it was an unfortunate showing. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so defeated. Fuck this, guys. It's, 1 a.m. I'm going to bed. <laughs> Good night. And then I got raided by with 2,500 viewers, and I just go fuck. Oh, Not even happy about that. it, you know? It's yeah, just like, yeah, those hurt so bad. Oh, I'm just. Oh, I I guess. Hello. I'll ta I'll take it. Hello. Thanks for the raid. Uh, I'm gonna do one more round of Mario Party, and I'm really happy about it. Dude. Yeah. Okay. Getting those late raids feels so bittersweet like mm -hmm. you're you want so badly to do at least like half an hour or an hour yeah, a more. song and dance yeah you got to do something right but it just you're not ready for it no it was literally as i was about to press enter for the raid like it was already typed out <laughs> to let you know how close i was to signing off <laughs> so i uh i wanted to ask you as mm -hmm. a uh as a mario party aficionado yourself as somebody who's I would say good at the game, right? You know, talented at Mario Party. Yeah. Um, which I think a lot of people feel isn't a thing. I think when people think mm -hmm. of Mario Party, they're like, oh, anybody can win, blah, blah, blah. 
what, in your opinion, makes somebody good at Mario Party? Um, I think, well, one, knowing how to play the mini games, like that's probably like the most clear example of skill. That was my main question. Is it mini games number one? I think, I think, I think that's it's what mini it is. games number one because you can't be good at everything else without the economy. Because, right. like, let's say you just win every single mini game, you control the economy. Like, it's really hard for everybody else to get a leg up if you're controlling the economy that hard. Yeah, because you can have good macro and like use the items well, but if you don't mm-hmm. have the money to like buy a star from Boo, yeah, like, that's game changing. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I think it's like knowing how to run stats. Honestly, I think that's really important because uh, you can always weigh the odds of every situation. Like, um, let's say uh, you, you can look at the map in front of you and let's say you have a mushroom, a curse die, and then your natural dies. Yeah. You can always w- like run quick calculations and be like, all right, natural die. There's like two red spaces. One Bowser, 30% chance something bad happens. There's one Bowser space in front of me. That's a 33% chance with the curse die. <laughs> and then if I use the mushroom, that moves everything up. And then it's like a 10% chance of a, of a red space. Okay, I'll take that. You know, yeah. it's just like constant little things like that. Like that's how I play the game. I'm always running like just quick and easy calculations. But then... I think there's tons of plays you can do in Mario Party that don't work on the turn you use them, but it's like the ripple effect. Like, it's the long game. Sure. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Like, they they stack up over time. Mm-hmm. It's, I think it's the preparedness for anything is what really makes it good because it is random, you know, at the end of the day. Like, there's so many random elements that can happen. So I think it's just after playing so much, you can see the matrix. You know... Every possible timeline. Like, when you get screwed over in Mario Party, you're not... It's not like the Smash Bros. That killed? (laughs) You know? It's it's always the FGC head nod in this game. It's like, uh uh-huh. Yeah, I was aware that could happen. And I think just trying to have insurance. Except for random stars. Those are the only things that still Uh, get me. uh, I I think it's possible to play around them because if I lose a game and I look at the random bonus stars and I'm like, oh, I could have won if it went different and it's like sure. a pretty low stakes game with friends or something, I'm not going to be upset. Yeah. No, I'm not going to be upset, but I'm going to be like, eh, like you can't plan for that. You know what I mean? It's just like, mm-hmm. that drink just pops out unless I think in one of the games it was like, I don't want to say predetermined, but it was like there was only three different locations that stars could be like they were oh. in these three oh, you're spots. talking about star locations yeah, yeah just no no uh the bonus stars they're gotcha. not bonus stars the um like they come out of the block the hidden blocks oh like, hidden blocks yeah yeah because like hidden blocks i think were something that you could predict in one of the games it was like if it's on this spot then it will be on these other two spots it was like uh yeah early mario pattern. party it was uh it was pretty it was handled pretty poorly how hidden blocks worked uh, now and then, uh, it's been a while since I brushed up on that, but yeah, hidden blocks, it's, it's always going to be rough. And I know that they've changed it. I want to say, I can't remember which Mario party they changed it, but they definitely made it to where it wasn't stars. And I think like hidden blocks with coins is fair, but again, completely random. If it stars, that's yeah. like game swinging to get a free star, like yeah, at crazy. any point of the game. And then... Yeah, but bonus stars, though, I do think is interesting because, like, 
the original three, it's a minigame coin in Happening. Right. And I think they changed those because minigame and coin are so... They just go hand in hand normally. Yeah, they're literally the same thing for the most part, unless you get like a crazy versus game or something. Yeah, yeah. And then they changed it in Mario Party... Uh, seven? No, no, no. They changed it in five because they added the orb star. And then, yeah, yeah. And then they started going, doing random bonus stars seven beyond, I'm pretty sure. Which I hate. I Yeah. Like, I don't hate. I guess it's fine, but I like it more when the bonus stars are something you can plan for. Like, I'll throw a game or I know what's going to happen. Like, I'll try to plan around landing on green. Yeah, And I of still do that now. But, like, not knowing if you're going to get happening kind of sucks. Because it's like, sometimes the green kind of fucks you up. And it's like, oh, I wouldn't have done that. But it's a calculated risk, so. I've played games with uh, people who have taken, like, six minutes to take their turn. That's exhausting. I don't know if you've ever played, like, that. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah, my first bad. podcast experience was this with the boys, Minecraft Matthew, Joe, and Blue. Yeah. Uh, our gimmick, it was kind of like, it was pretty much a let's play but it was more interview in nature. Sure. And we just had guests on and just played Mario Party with them. So it was like, if we upload on YouTube, it's still something visual. But if you're listening to the podcast, you're not missing out on much. We just tell the guests, hey, don't really talk about the game unless you have to. Right. And if you do paint the clear picture, don't just say, oh, look at that. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Right, yeah. Um, but it was fun. But in that, we brought on some people who were awful at Mario Party. <laughs> I don't know if they're awful or if you guys are just good, right? Like, Well, no. It's that you don't... In the middle of a podcast, you don't want to be like, hey, can you press A? Can you... Oh, like that. Okay. They yeah, didn't even know to like get through the... Uh, like, the, it's their turn and Shy Guy's talking to them and you're like, hey, you gotta keep yeah, moving. It was such a volatile podcast because sometimes we would have episodes that were an hour long and some we'd have like two and a half hours and it just really <laughs> depends on... It, how capable the person is like it's it, it is really shocking honestly it's always i don't know about you like i think the issue with us playing these like hyper casual focused games is like we played them so much that we just assume there's a level of competency but it really is a culture shock when you get somebody like they put their hands on mario party for the first time and they don't know to rotate the stick or you know or like to hit l and r like one and then the other and they're like yeah. mashing about. They're like, "What buttons do I hit?" It's like, "Oh God, you don't know video game lingo." Like, I can't even. How do I even communicate with you? It's a mashing I mean, game. What's mashing? Oh God. Also, watching the mash of casual players is so pathetic. Oh my God! It really. They just. It, it's. It's just mashing the pad of their thumb. Just do 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 do. It's yeah, so they sad. like full wrist movement and everything. <laughs> I always think of that when I play like uh, all these, there are all these AAA games now, like God of War, Uncharted, whatever. Mm -hmm. But always there's like a moment where you have to mash something, like to knock yeah, like, like a, a tree log off. Yeah, like a struggle or something. Exactly. And it's like, oh no, it's going to fall. And like, 
whenever that happens to me in a game, I'm like, come the fuck on, bro. My mash mm -hmm. goes crazy. And I always think about the, you know, the casual who's like, no, Kratos, watch out <laughs> for that beam mashing like, you know, 20 hits a, a minute or something. It's, oh man, it's fun. God, yeah. It's it's the level that requires to be good at games. It's also like, it's a pretty universal thing, you know? Like, if you and I jump on a game we've never played before, we're not going to be great, but we have like this legacy that can at least carry us through the basics. It's not square one, even though it would feel like it at times. Right. The only time I've felt like that, because I think that like, ironically, I think that games like Fall Guys or Mario Party or whatever are built up on a foundation of sort of gaming literacy and competency in a mm -hmm. weird way. Because it's like, you, you're given, even WarioWare, it's like you're given the basics of a game and you kind of have the neurons map to say, oh, move X to Y. And you've done that before, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think that, like, those games prepare you for that. The only game that I have played that I felt totally foreign in, or, like, I didn't know what I was doing, was Valorant. That's fair. That's super fair. And honestly, same. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because it's so punishing. It's like, okay, you can understand that if somebody sees you, you're probably dead. But it's you don't have much time to play if you're bad at it because you only get like a minute, right? Because you're just dead instantly and then you have to watch. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know about you. That game did not... Like, I could do Call of Duty because it's arcadey, right? You're just running around and mm -hmm. shooting. But Valorant was like a nightmare for me to I learn. felt the same. Like, I, I get Valorant because as a streamer, you play and then you die quickly and then you talk to chat and I'm like, yeah. okay, it makes sense to me. But like, if I want to learn it, it just sounds like I have to put much more time into it than I would another game just by the ratio of like how much I'm playing and how much I'm not. Yeah. I, I think like if you have like your Call of Duty uh, Search and Destroy, your Counter-Strike gameplay for like the bulk of it, I, I think I need like a mode where I can just go dick around and who knows, maybe they have it. I'm just unaware. No, they but, do. like, they okay, have yeah. um they have like, like deathmatch death modes. Match. Yeah. Yes, they have a gun game which is really cool. Have you ever played a gun game? Yeah, I have. Yeah, I love those. Gun games are awesome. Um but it's like it's still not the real game though. Like you can learn stuff, but it's mm -hmm. it's when you're changing the rules that much at the at, at in the real version, you just it's not the same. Like the shooters I've always liked are the of course more arcadey ones. Like right. Call of Duty is one I can always pick up. Uh, Halo is always Duty. the one I've liked the most. Um, Did you ever play Apex? Uh, no, I actually don't think I ever touched that game. I think I watched really? it, but I've never touched it. No, it's fun. Like the the guns mm. feel really nice, but it does. I don't know. It's in this weird middle ground because it does feel arcadey, but there's such a high skill floor. I think maybe because of the way guns work, or maybe it's like. Because of the um, every character has you know cooldowns and abilities, mm -hmm. it feels unapproachable to me. I don't know. I feel like there are so many games out that it, it gets intimidating to get into anything because the only people who play any given it's such game a commitment. are so good. Yeah, it really. And there's so many battle passes now. Like, and they're all so fun, dude. I played Fortnite with uh, All Tribe, Dug Dug, and Failboat the other day. Oh my day. god, that sounded so fun with your Twitch plays. Yeah, and like it was. The game is fun as hell. Like, I I could see myself getting... I was saying that, like, if I was a 16 or 17-year-old and I played Fortnite, 
if I was like the youth of today, I would be lost. I wouldn't go to college. I would just do that all day, every day. I think it's just the massive crossover has such a larger element. I mean, the game itself is fun, but I just cannot believe I can be Ariana Grande in that game. That's the thing I'm still not over. It's crazy. And by the time you get over it, there's another one. Like now you're Goku. (laughs) Have you played? Have you played the Among Us mode in that? No. I've seen some videos on it, specifically Donkeys. They were very funny. I was going to say, like when I first watched Donkey's video, I was like, oh my God, he had to sit through so much footage just to get this. (laughs) And then I tried it and it was just every game. (laughs) It is, it is, okay. But I encountered the greatest insult I've ever witnessed on like an Xbox Live kind of environment. <laughs> okay. Um, so it was like you had some squeakers who were just like yelling at the top of their voice. And, you know, then you have someone who comes in a little higher and then that 13-year-old goes, shut up, kid. You know, and they're like oh, yeah, yeah. 11. You know, like just the hierarchy is very present. And then you just have like this one older guy who's like, yeah, I, uh, I think it was I think it was three. <laughs> and then the kids are just like, yeah, yeah, I think it. And then they're just hitting the gritty while all while being like Goku <laughs> or something. And they're screaming. And then uh, you start arguing with them and they will just raise their voice. And I steal the thing from Donkey where I just ask them, I can't hear you. Can you speak up? And then it's hilarious. It works every single time. <laughs> and then they're just yelling louder and louder, disrupting yeah, their parents. It's so funny. And then at the end of a game, uh, we voted out the adult who was um, he was the imposter. He got voted out and then he just gets on the comms and goes, man, suck my fucking giant ass cock. <laughs> and then this kid just goes, that makes you a pedophile. <laughs> oh my God. And I was just like, How, you can't, you can't combat that. He's, nope, nope. He's got to no. leave right now. He is still in. Why would you say that to a room full of Fortnite? That's crazy. I mean, I, I get it. You know, you're just like saying, ah, suck. It's not, it's not, you're not asking them to. You're just like to the room saying, hey, this sucks. <laughs> That's crazy. I think he's just said that in every room he's been in and not thought about it. <laughs> if he and ever, then, that's his lose quote. Like whenever yeah. he loses any game, that's what he, yeah, yeah. Hey, suck my cock. <laughs> Go home and be a family man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's all bloody on the other screen. He's the one that talks instead of the guy that wins. Dude, I, I, I but yeah, the kid called him a like pedophile. That. It's how do you? So it's like that every game, every single game, one hundred percent chance. Oh my god. Okay, I kind of want to give it a shot then, because that just sounds. I would love. I kind of want to do. I had this idea a while ago. How many players is it? Uh, I think it's twelve. I had an idea where I get 11 friends and go random into Fortnite. And then the one, you know, the 12th person we see if they're like, you know, young. And then if they are, we just listen to whatever they say. And they're Mm -hmm. just in a room full of clearly like, you know, 20 somethings who are just listening to ever like they feel like the king. Like they're just like, I actually think it's this guy. Everybody's like, yep, yep, yep. He's right. It's that guy. And just see how they deal with it. Because if they're imposter and they win, they're going to go crazy. They're going to be so happy. Just Yo, let him I be just, king for a day. I just realized something brutal. Um, Fortnite uh, Among Us mode just got vaulted recently. Wait, what? Really? Yeah. Why? Don't know. No way. I thought yeah. that would just be in there forever. 
Yeah, I have no idea why they didn't. I just looked it up because I was like, wait, I think I heard someone say that. And yeah, it got vaulted uh, late August, early September. Oh, I see it now. Fortnite's next update is vaulting the imposters mode August 29th. No way. I don't get what? why. Yeah, I feel like it can't be that... I mean, I guess there are server costs or whatever. I just... But it's epic. Yeah, it's not like that game doesn't make a billion dollars a day. That's weird. Now I'm sad. Yeah, there's you missed so, out. There's so much content in that game. It's... Because, like, I was, uh, you know, we keep doing these Fortnite things. Mm -hmm. And, like, I haven't played the game enough at all to, like, know anything or know it. So I was like, okay, I want a fun skin. I want something stupid. And... I couldn't find anything. And then I found out that, you know, it's only the daily shop. And I was like, well, how many skins are there? Maybe there's a chance that the one I want will come up. There's like 1,500 skins in that game. Yeah, it's impossible, dude. I, I have been waiting. There are like two skins I want in that game. Uh, one, Ariana Grande. <laughs> of course. Two, uh, Sasuke. Ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I it definitely happened since I've been on the hunt for it, and uh, I just I just missed it straight up. Just missed it. Feels that awful. Sucks. Because then you're really like, oh, when am I going to get another chance at that? Yeah, you're never going to get that opportunity again. It's going to take so long. That sucks. Yeah, I'm just waiting for John Cena. That's really all. Oh, that's a good one. I want that really bad. Like with the with the belt on his back too. Like <laughs> that's all. Like, mm -hmm. The other day was uh, the alien, like Xenomorph, which I was like, eh, that's kind of funny, right? Because he's yeah, using I'd, a gun. I'd say, I'd say it's kind of funny. Yeah, I, but it's not like funny, funny. I really so. do think it was like, I still can't believe whenever they did that one thing. Remember when it, they added uh, the Martin Luther King Jr. exhibit? Dude, yeah, the Time Magazine one. Yeah, that one, that was like a cultural reset, it felt like. <laughs> Yeah, every once in a while, I'll remember that. And I'm like, damn. I also wonder, like, are they going to do that again, right? I feel like Fortnite isn't at the the apex of its popularity anymore, obviously. So, like, mm -hmm. I don't know if they'll ever have that opportunity again. But, God, I hope so. It sure was something. <laughs> it was a strange time. I feel like it was the era of Fortnite and Marshmallow. And those two like, things rule the world. When you looked at it, you know, you kept seeing screenshots of Rick Sanchez, the alien from Predator, Ariana Grande, and then like, you know, Sasuke yeah. go to pay respects to the Martin Luther King Jr. <laughs> Memorial. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. They had to turn off the L emote. <laughs> they did, which is so funny. Yeah, I, I, They removed the tomatoes, too. Oh, my God. Oh, because people are throwing tomatoes in Martin Luther yeah. King? What the fuck? <laughs> oh, Ninja's in the store right now. Oh, Ninja's in the there store. Are you going to get a Ninja? No, I'm not going to get Ninja. Come on. I'm not. L plus he fell off. No way. 
I, I actually just loaded up. There's a, there's a convict. There's like the black and white like convict skin. There's a banana peel skeleton guy. Uh, a witch. Iron Man. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not into these. And then some influencers, I guess. I don't. Booga. Good for yeah. Good for them, maybe. Griffchy. Yeah. I. I mean, they're they're doing fine. I'm not buying their skins. I'll just um, keep waiting for my for my John Cena one day. I'm sure he'll get it eventually. And if I got to log also, in every day. With the whole new like arc of Fall Guys being on Epic and everything, kind of yeah. run into the exact same thing because they, they do the Fortnite store now. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. You ever think yeah. about how we are the first world champions of Fall Guys? All the time, brother. It feels every good. Every single day. <laughs> I think Honestly, like right when Fall Guys came out, we got invited to like pretty much like the first bit. It wasn't like official uh uh Mediatonic or anything, but yeah. it was like the first big creator Fall Guys tournament and we won. Easily. Like not close, I think, if I remember correctly. It um, was like I think we swept. It was like an, it was an hour and a half and you had to get the most wins possible. And to be fair, we lost the first game, which kind of made us feel defeated, but we won every single one after that. And I think it right. was like, it was probably like, I want to say like eight. We played nine total games in an hour and a half. That feels right. Yeah, we won a bunch. Yeah, because and yeah, the teamwork is crazy in that game. It's fun. Dude, Yeah, we were like, there wasn't any other squads we were playing with. There was only one queue at the time. Yeah. And we just kept doing mad comms like, like crazy. Like I've never <laughs> calmed that hard in a video game before. It, it was the hardest I've calmed for sure. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, the, uh, honestly, the Hextech game goes crazy or the, uh, the, the Hexagon, Hexagon game. Oh Dude, yeah. Hexagon Having goes communication crazy. in that is insane. You would pick one guy who's supposed to be the winner and you just funnel all resources. You're just like, all right, I'm going to take out this guy. Grab him, grab him. That game genuinely like, when played with a team competitively is one of the most interesting experiences I've played. Because it's so different, man. Like, mm -hmm. it, having a team Mario Party kind of experience in that way is so unique. Yeah, just Mario Party is such an insane doubles game. It is rough because um, you can't really do it in Superstars because they don't have, like, inherent teams, which is sad. Right. I don't know why, because they easily could. They do it in every other traditional Mario Party game. Do you think Superstars is going to become like the Mario Party 8 kind of deal where that just becomes like, well, I don't know because they haven't really updated it. Never mind. I was going to say, is it going to like just get the updates and be the longstanding one? But they could keep putting it out. Are you, oh, Mario Kart 8. Okay, they're saying Mario Party 8. I was like... No, I meant Mario Kart. Yeah. The, um, how is like Mario Kart 8 become like, now yeah, everything's doing that. I mean, honestly, if they just said, hey, instead of making a new game, we're going to give you five new boards for like... Even honestly, forty dollars. If they said that, I would have been like, okay, yeah, I'd yeah. be fine with that. Rather yeah. than buy a whole new game, like you save twenty dollars technically. You know, I think the game is fine. Like the online works pretty it's well. Fine. Yeah, it's it's good. So I think there are like a very few mini games that struggle in online play. But all things considered, like you're never going to have issues with connectivity on like board play because it really yes. doesn't matter how instant that is. Um, yep. it's really, I think it's like the, the home run derby is probably like the hardest mini game on lag. Yeah. Anything that involves timing, maybe like, um, 
Is there anything that's like a quick draw kind of thing? No, not in this game. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, is there like, I didn't think so, but. <laughs> I think like if they take uh, Mario Party Superstars, I mean, it's so easy to just repackage other boards and throw them as DLC. And it's so shocking that they won't do that. But if they, I think this is like the new format of Mario Party. I think Nintendo just likes rehashing. Yes. So I feel like we're going to get Mario Party Superstars 2 before we get any new Mario Party game. Ah, uh, sure. Okay. Do I mean, you hey, think they I, go you know, GameCube now? Yeah, I, I think it's going to be four, five, six, seven. Gotcha. Okay. Um, which I'll say, like, there are some pretty good boards across all those games. And because, you know, all the mini games, they did have GameCube mini games in this, but it's primarily 64. Yeah, well, see, that was perfect for me. So I, uh, mm -hmm. I know, I know you know Nick, right? Nick, this is uh, yeah. the guy from the yard, Nick, mm -hmm. uh, Envy, whatever. Um, him yeah, and he has I, several names. Yeah, and he goes many, by many Nick, names. which is not the descriptive one. Nope, at Falco on Twitter, so many names. Uh, he is a Mario Party guy. He loves doubles, right? That's of like course. their whole thing, the GameCube mm -hmm. doubles. And all I ever like, he always wants to talk about how good he is at Mario Party. And I only know the N64 ones. So I go yeah. into the GameCube ones and I'm totally blind. I have no idea what the fuck is going on. I'm making cakes. Like one of the games is like a big turntable spins around and you have to grab the food off it, whatever. Mm -hmm. And he's talking all this shit. And I'm like, dude, please just let, let me play the old ones. And he won't play the old ones. He won't do it. He refuses. And so I, Superstars was perfect. Really? He played three with me. He wouldn't do it, bro. He wouldn't oh. do it. Well, because yeah. he only wants to do doubles. That's all it is. <laughs> He, he, wants one time to, I he went, wanted to play doubles. Went to his house uh, when he was, you know, he lived with like, um, it was me, Lud, and Neeper. And okay. um, we just sat down and played Mario Party 3. And it was a blast. Wait, only three? of? Wait, you? Oh, wait, no, that's four. I was including me. Yeah, Yeah. okay. I was like, wait, who's the fourth? Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I honestly, I think if we had the time, we've only played once and... uh I just, I, I was so lost on the GameCube ones because they're like so item focused. You know what I mean? Like the orbs Absolutely. and the castles. Like, I, I really like the orbs. I, I'm, I like the orbs way more than any of the other items. It's a different world. Yeah. Um, I think it just I, makes the map feel scary. And now it's like, I feel like, let's say you use a mushroom, a cursed eye, you use it and it's gone. But I think it's really cool to have like constant map awareness, right? Oh, I agree. I, yeah. Yeah, six is my favorite Mario Party. Which one is six? I, I know the them day by and their night covers. Cycle. Got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I only know them by their covers. Like, one of them is Mario, like, half-turned. One of them is Mario, like, straight at the camera <laughs> with his mm -hmm. hand up. All of them, he's grabbing the block. Like, okay. Yeah, see, I at, by the time the GameCube ones came out, I think we all played Melee. Like, me and my friends didn't play any Mario Party. We were just, like, full in on Melee. So I was like a 64 guy and that was it. So I would like a two just to see these new games and worlds I'd never played before. Yeah, I don't even know if they would do that. Cause they, I mean, they could make Superstars 2 and still pull boards from 64. You know, they... Yes, yeah. There's still like, I think maybe like 17, 18 boards from the first three games. Maybe more. Something like that. Yeah, because I bunch. think one had seven, two had six or seven. I don't know. Because they kind of turned into a traditional five plus one bonus map, like a Bowser map. That was kind of like what turned into the Mario Party formula. I remember in eight, it was that uh, hotel one, the Koopa one, which is like, dude, that's one of the best hell. maps ever. 
it's so like interesting because it's so different from all the other ones, you know? Mm -hmm. They also had that same map in six and it was like a windmill farm. Oh, that's weird. Okay. Yeah, it was the exact same gimmick. Like one star windmills, three star windmills, whatever. Yeah. Oh, uh, by the way, this this is breaking news. It has nothing to do with anything else, but this Mm -hmm. just got announced. Um, Panda Express. Just got uh, announced as a partner of the Panda Cup. <laughs> I saw that. That's a long time coming. Yeah, we were talking to them for a long time. Finally, we uh, we 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 got it working. Honestly, it just came as a meme. People were like, "Yo, we should get Panda on it." Why? Because it's funny. And there you go. Thank you, Panda Express Chinese Kitchen. <laughs> wow, that's fun. Whoa. Okay, I I just found. Uh, I just looked at my other monitor and I saw a tweet and I, I need to show you something. Okay. Um, look at this and then read it Read it to the class. Okay, it says, if you are going to do conspiracy theories, go big or go home. And it is an image of... Huh. It okay. makes you think, huh? Yeah, so it's an image of... It's six images... Uh, two columns of three. And on the left is... Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Scenes from Lord of the Rings, including the Hobbit hut under a bunch of grass and verdant scenery, and then the four, I don't, I didn't see this movie, but the four merry like men. Yeah. The Hobbits, right? The mm-hmm. It's like Frodo, Samwise, I don't know. Yeah, Elijah Wood and Fabish. And like, yeah, those four. And then Sauron, the big eye in the sky. So have that image yeah, of the your eye head, of right? Mordor. Yes, that's the one. Um, so have that idea in your head because on the right side are images from the Teletubbies. Um, they're home under a hill in a verdant green scene. Uh, the four Teletubbies themselves just like the four hobbits and the baby sun looking down from above, much like the eye of Mordor. Oh, good Lord. What? Is there more? No, that's just, I, I, this is, uh, this is telling. <laughs> Honestly, Tolkien ripped them off. Tolkien yeah. should have known better than oh the, my God. the Teletubbies. Everyone's just de- dropping their insane theories at this point. And I found one even crazier in the replies. It's another call. It's another picture. Six images. Two columns of three. On the left, you have Professor from uh, Powerpuff Girls. Yep. And then on the right, you have Samurai Jack, who looks a shocking lot like Professor. And is his name just Professor? Is it Professor X? Uh, Professor Utonium. Professor Utonium. Oh, Chemical X is what made Powerpuff Girls. Okay. Yeah. And then the, the two images below them are very similar cityscapes of their world. And then there's a a billboard that's the exact same in both worlds. And I really like this headcanon. I've seen this before, and I personally choose to believe it. I do And I don't don't want it. It's not even like a multiverse thing, because I hate that of just like, oh, Utonium is the same as Samurai Jack. No, that's the same guy. 
This is the same universe. It's just post-destruction. I never watched Samurai Jack, so I'm just going to assume that that could have happened. Yeah, I think you're correct, though. There, perfect. I love this stuff. Like, just the dumbass, weird headcanon. Like, Ed and Nettie takes place in a like in hell. They're all dead. They're from different time zones. You know what I, I also, mean? I also like... Um... Just the whole like Disney Pixar thing where they link every movie with like similar things or whatnot. Uh, sure. Yeah, I uh, I've been watching a lot of Toy Story lately because uh, my daughter is really into Toy Story. Have you seen Toy Story one lately? <laughs> yes, actually. Really? Not like watched yes all of it, it but okay. I've like I, I've seen it and thought heavily about it. Okay, I was curious because like I I haven't seen it in years, but I only watched it recently because my daughter was big on Toy Story two. But whenever we put on uh, one, three, or four, she hated it. She only wanted two, but she went back to That's one. That's the best one though. What two? Yeah, I thought so until I saw one again, and now I think one is my favorite. Dude, one is mean as hell, bro. Like, it's One crazy. Awful. It does look ugly. I it's, can't get past that. I can't, dude, I'm sorry. I cannot. The animation get past that. sometimes go crazy. Like the, the it just you could see through. You were talking about seeing through the matrix. I can see like the visual designers, the CGI people making the decisions as I watch it. I'm like, oh, look at the way they're rigging that arm. Ew. It's gross. The dude. dog in that movie, Scud, oh my God. He looks hideous. His teeth. It's bad. But it but that movie is amazing and it's mean. Like it's just the characters are 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 awful to each other. Woody is a dick. It's crazy. And then by the time Toy Story 2 came out, I think Pixar was like a lot softer. They got a lot more sentimental. You know what I mean? Like it's a different mm -hmm. kind of movie. So <laughs> um are you aware of how long it took to like because obviously that was like the first big 3D animated movie of all time. Right. Like yeah. Toy Story 1 was a pretty it was, it was a pretty big deal. I was alive and I went to the theater. I remember thinking this is cuz I was 7, 6 or mm -hmm. 7 at that time. It was uh it was a big deal, yeah. Do you know how long it took for like computers at that time to render out the movie when they were done? Oh god. This is one I've of my favorite fun facts. Would you like to take I, a guess? Uh, I think I've heard it before, but I don't remember. I'm going to guess three months. Uh, 154 days. <laughs> That's six months almost. A little over five, yeah. Oh my God. So the movie's done. Everything is put together. And just mm -hmm. getting that rendered out. Holy shit. Yeah, what I'm reading right now is that it totaled in uh, 77 minutes, uh, 114,000 frames of animation divided by 1,500 shots. And Pixar was only able to render... Actually, I might be wrong. It might have been more because it says it was able to render less than 30 seconds of film per day. So my math was rounded to like uh, 30 seconds. But if it was less, you know, like 25, that's, that's a different thing. Yeah. Jesus Christ, dude. That's crazy. Yeah. I wonder, is there like a... Uh, it, it, is there like a... Is Avatar like the closest comparison, I guess, we have now? 
I don't know. There's not like a comparison anymore, right? I, I don't know how long this stuff takes to render now, but I would feel like it's much shorter. I also can't believe that we go in like blips throughout humanity of people pretending to care about Avatar. Yeah, that's weird to me. We're kind of in one right now because they, they put it in like 4DX in theaters recently. Yeah, they brought it back. I just, and apparently there's like four movies planned and there was one 10 years ago. I, I don't get it. Avatar has just never made sense to me. How did that become the highest grossing film of all time? And because it was Endgame for a while, right? And well, then, Avatar came out... I thought it was... Did Endgame come out before Avatar? No. No, what the fuck? No. No, okay. Then how did Avatar beat it? Uh, because they re-released it in 40X. And people went to go see it again? Yeah, and now it... What the it fuck? Got, that's kind of how you cheat in stuff like this. <laughs> like, this movie came out in 2009, but it just got more money from grossing films. So, like, who knows? We might see a re-release of Av Avengers Endgame. Yeah, D D Disney's like, oh, fuck you. No, 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 no. That's my title. They just keep dropping it. Saying, they just keep releasing the same movies. <laughs> like, yeah, the Russo brothers directed that. Like, if I'm them, I want to hold that title of the highest grossing film of all time. I Absolutely. Want, you know, Irrelevant of Marvel, of Disney. I'm like, fuck these Avatar guys. I say we re-release it again. Yo, uh, we have a couple James deleted Cameron. scenes. We have a couple deleted scenes we could throw in. A little director's cut, maybe? I would literally just call up Robert Downey Jr. and be like, hey, we're <laughs> filming. And, and get like, get uh, get Spider-Man. Be like, fuck it. This was always supposed to be in the movie. Here's Tom Holland. Oh, also Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. Fuck it. Put all of them in. I just, yeah, I would just film anything because I... That title and say means it's always nothing, been there. I would do it. Yeah. <laughs> say it's always been there. There the characters are talking to uh Black Panther just off screen. Dude, Black Panther, looking... what do you think we should do? <laughs> <laughs> and then we just see we just see someone in the Black Panther costume just nod their head. <laughs> Thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> like very clearly not giving any dude. That's dude, perfect. I'm looking at the highest grossing films of all time. Uh, I'm a little shocked because obviously number one's Avatar still. Number okay. two, Avengers Endgame. Three is Titanic, which, you know, makes sense. Star Wars The Force Awakens at four. Is this adjusted for inflation or is it just like straight up? It's just straight up. Damn, then Titanic's even more impressive. Jesus. Yeah. And if we keep going, then you have in fifth, Avengers Infinity War. Number six is Spider-Man No Way Home, which that shocks me. Wow. Okay. Because I feel like they could even... I think they're putting that one back in theaters, right? Soon? Uh, yeah, because I'm looking at it, and at the top it says uh, if it's shaded, so if it's green, yeah. uh, indicates films playing in the week commencing 23rd of September. So it's still playing like some, yeah. all around the world. I, I think nuts. they just put out like a director's cut of No Way Home, so that might bump up even higher. Bro, look at uh, number 10. Yeah, Furious 7. Jesus. No way. At its peak, it was number four. Yeah. What? The what? The Lion King live action? Wait, wait. that's the... Is that the new one? Oh my God, oh, wait, you're wait. right. No, it says 2019. You're right. That's the live... I thought that's it was the, the other one. Yeah, the live action. Oh my God. You wonder why Disney's making these films. Holy shit. They made 1.6 billion off this? All you dumb motherfuckers complained and still went to see it? Dude, look at 19. Beauty and the Beast 19? live action. There it is. Oh my God, yeah. I mean, that's, th that's why they do it. You is don't, there another dude. Furious movie? <laughs> Wait, hold up. 
Dude, the Lion King live action got more money for Disney than Frozen. Not oh my through God. merchandise sales, of course. Yeah. But Frozen 2 is even higher up there at 12. Um, I guess Black Panther at 14. It's pretty much just like, if you combine Marvel, Disney, Lucas films, because like Star Wars and whatnot, yeah. Disney is commanding this film list. Dude, I didn't realize how many of these are like, I, I don't know. I guess it, it might be an inflation thing. It might be because like, I thought there would be more legacy films. Look at how many films on here are after the year 2015. Like yeah. 2010, sure, but even 2015. Like there's so Dude, many films even, in the last seven years. There's so many Marvel films with just the last decade on here, which is insane. Aquaman is on here. What the fuck? Aquaman? Toy yeah, Story Aquaman's 4? 25. Both Toy Stories right next Toy to each Toy Story 5 is higher than every other movie in the series. Yeah. Here's the live action for Aladdin. Chilling at 39. Dude. Finding Dory at 43? <laughs> really? Alice in Wonderland is 45. That's the Tim Burton one. Yeah. This is fucking crazy. Disney Dude. dominates. It's a Disney sweep. Yeah, this sweep. is a Disney sweep. Yeah, exactly. It's a Di Mickey sweep, bro. It's just all bro, the way down. Okay. That's wacky. Okay, wait. There's a list below that's just the top 10 uh, adjusted for inflation. There we go. And yeah, look at so number one. It's not Avatar. Gone with the Wind is a number one. <laughs> then Avatar, Titanic, Star Wars, Episode Four, Avengers Endgame at five, Sound of Music in six, E.T., Ten Commandments, Dr. Zhivago, and then Which Star I've Wars never The heard Force of. Awakens. I've never heard of Dr. Zhivago. I've thought, never heard of that. But yeah, that is, uh, that is absolutely insane. Because I mean, honestly, the inflation thing, I don't really care about it. Sure. Uh, I, I guess it makes sense for like uh, when you don't factor in inflation, a lot of the movies are in the past 10 years. Of course, that makes sense. Right. Because that top 10 with inflation is very different. E.T. in number seven is crazy because he's not even on the original list. No, he's not even close. <laughs> Poor guy. Uh, E.T. was like huge, man. I, I There are so many. I think about this a lot. There are so many sort of media franchises or cultures or whatever, like cultural uh, sort of huge points of reference that are just gone now that were a huge part of my childhood, like E.T., like Animaniacs yeah. used to reference it pretty much, you know, Tiny Dude, I love Animaniacs. Like, Still Everything do. would like reference these movies that have no bearing now. Happy Days was a big deal. Brady Bunch, like none of that Yo, shit matters even, now. You know, Walking Phoenix Joker is in 33. Yeah, that's crazy. I saw that one too. Oh, wait, here we go. Go a little bit lower. What is the top grossing film from the year you were born? Um, top grossing film from 1995 is Toy Story and Die Hard with a Vengeance. Damn, they tied. That's crazy. Uh, I had a shitty year. Mine is Rain Man. <laughs> <laughs> That's a that, film, yeah. Yeah, that is a movie uh, with Dustin Hoffman. Uh, yep, that's the movie. Hey, if you were born in 1990, you might have it worse. You got Ghost with Patrick Swayze. So, <laughs> no, that's sorry. a pretty rough one. I'm looking at all... Uh, I mean, you could be 2000 have Mission Impossible 2. <laughs> <laughs> Not even the first one? Well, that I mean, might be the we out. weakest one, I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then... Uh, it, but look at the top-grossing film in the past decade. It's This is Top Gun... It's Maverick going from 22 backwards. Spider-Man No Way Home, Demon Slayer, Mugen Train. That's insane. 
uh, Avengers Endgame, Avengers Infinity count. War, Star Wars, Last Jedi, Captain America, Civil War, Star Wars, Force Awakens, Transformers, Age of Extinction, Frozen, The Avengers, Harry Potter, Toy Story, Avatar, Dark Knight. Yeah, I think everything after Dark Knight, I think that is when film changed. Yeah. I mean, like, obviously, Iron Man was, like, the first, you know, yeah. big superhero movie, if you don't want to count Spider-Man. Like, Iron Man was the first part of the MCU. Yeah, the same Raimi series is different. But I think Dark yes. Knight is when cinema changed forever. Yeah, because I think it showed people that, like, oh, this could be... Like, obviously, these things could be more adult, but I think it showed that you... Less about the tone of it and more about, like, you can do what you want with the franchise and put mm. out something that's different. And with when you can do that, you can put out Aquaman, you can put out Ant-Man, like, you can have Guardians of the Galaxy, and those all feel totally very different. And so yeah. you realize you can have this huge multiverse or whatever, you know? This extended yeah. so, universe. Um, ding, ding, ding. Yeah, we talked How did we get here? I mean, look, <laughs> I think we were wrapping up the episode, and then we got on the topic of highest grossing films, and that just took the reins. Listen, I'm fine to come back to this. We just come yeah, back to this, this list on the next episode, and we'll just talk about movies. I can't oh believe God. the highest grossing in 2020 was Demon Slayer. It's way All lower right. than anything we'll else. We'll talk but... to you guys later, because well, what do, how do we start? We started with Mario Party. Yep, yep, yep. And then we started talking about the highest grossing films of all time. All right, see you guys next episode. Bye. How Do We Get Here is produced by Deanna Gallen, Jacob Rabin, and Zach Zeeks. Our theme music is composed and performed by Garrett Williamson, and our engineer slash audio producer is Justin Asher. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks... Then, there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.